0: Hey, this is Teresa, and this is another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant podcast, and I just want to help you be the best version of yourself. And so today, I want to talk to you about boundaries. hoo! Y'all love that concept? Are you good at that concept? Can you need a little help with your boundaries? What I know is in order to be fierce, in order to stand in that brilliance that you are and that you know and that you should be making money from you don't get there by having porous boundaries. So I feel like, you know, I've got to get a little mama tea on you today, we got to talk about boundaries. So first of all, why do you need boundaries? Okay, let's start there. I think the why is to protect the sacredness of you, right? So there's obviously physical boundaries, so, so there's different kinds of boundaries. And so, when when thinks of a boundary, it's like a barrier or a line or a demarcation. But there's also energy boundaries, emotional boundaries, spiritual boundaries beyond the physical boundaries. And so, sometimes, like like you probably have a boundary that nobody gets to walk up to you and just start touching you in public, <laughs> unless you're a pregnant woman. Then suddenly, people feel like they have every access to pet your belly. It's odd, but most of us understand. It's a boundary. You just don't really touch people you don't know, right? That's kind of a weird thing. And there might be a boundary we agree on that, you know, generally at cocktail parties or networking events, we don't go, did you get laid last night? How much are you making? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we all sort of agree that there are things you just don't ask, right? So it seems like the absurd are clear. You know, I have a boundary that I'm going to wear my clothes when I do a podcast. Now well, that could be an interesting, you know, <laughs> fiercely naked podcast, I don't know, Um, it's not mine to do, anywho, we'll agree that there's some boundaries that are just sort of socially, yes, of course, everybody abides by that, most everybody, but I think what happens is, particularly women, and particularly women that are over 40, we haven't been taught good boundaries, if you have any degree of trauma, I was raised in an alcoholic home, right, and so what happens is, You see something, it's crazy. So, as a child, you go, That's crazy. And then you go, How come? And they're told it was no big deal. It didn't happen. So, it's like kind of like a mind fuck. So, there's not a boundary from you can know what you know. And if you read my Fiercely Here manifesto, which I'll put in the show notes, knowing what you know is a really, really, really important thing. How do you run your life? If you don't get to know what you know. So if somebody says, What do you love? You're like, What should I love? Or, What do you want to do? What do you think? Right? So, very often, there's like who you are. But if your early environment doesn't allow you to know the truth of you and to have discernment, like, I don't want that. Like in the old days, I feel like, you know, that like with kids, oh, go give Aunt Bertha a kiss. And what if the kids, like, I don't want to? Well, the kid knows like egg, no, but because of like, no, you're going to embarrass me. Stop your knowing, stop your knowing. So something in you is repelling, but I'm embarrassed as a parent. So shut up, give birth a kiss. So those sorts of injuries, if you will, create a pattern in you of like either letting other people decide or not having your own knowing. I love, love, love today that the term gaslighting is out. Y'all know what gaslighting is? You know, how many of us have been with people and we say, that's really, that's really troubling. And they say, no, it's not. Like, or even with my kids, I'll go, God, it's cold in here. They'll say, no, it's not. It's you. Get over it. (laughs) Not that they're little assholes. Sometimes it can be, but um, gaslighting is talking you out of what you know. So if you say, I'm feeling like things are really tense in the room, and somebody says, you're just making that up you're too intense you're too you're so sensitive that's a way of violating the knowing that you have and so i just want you to look at that how often now i'm i'm mainly speaking about emotional or energy boundaries here obviously physical boundaries are you know you don't take money out of my wallet or you don't you don't touch me without asking like there's certain physical boundaries those are way easier to identify so some people you know, are you comfortable hugging? Yes or no. Some people are you, you know, do you kiss somebody on the cheek? Yes or no. It's like, those are, those are, those are easy to go. Oh yeah, I have a boundary there. I don't have a boundary there. It's the emotional and the energetic. It's almost like boundary of self. Right. And so the, why we get talked out of it is because we didn't see it before. I always talk about women over 40. We did not have good role models. What were little girls raised to be? No nice don't say anything if you can't say anything nice we were taught not to be angry don't have your feelings so here you like ah like I'll give you an example I was oh my gosh lots of years ago I was a therapist and I figured I should go to therapy because well that's what they <laughs> you hope your therapist has had therapy yeah you know, question you should ask <laughs> and so I went to therapy and I'd be telling a story and my therapist would say oh my god you should be so angry and I'm like no I'm not angry." She's like, no, you should be really, really, really angry. And I just like, I don't feel angry because I had been conditioned out of my anger. I've been conditioned. I had been like, oh, God, get over it. It's you. Like I had been made to feel crazy because I was responding to something, but that's how they manipulate and control me. And that happens to a lot of people. And so I literally had to have somebody tell me, I think I was 30 years old. It's okay to be angry. What? Oh, that thing you feel? that's called anger. You should feel angry. But as women, we don't have access because women that get angry, Oh, they're bitches. Or she's on her period. Like, do you see how that like, just, just, just washes it out. Oh, that's not justified. She's being a bitch, which nobody tolerates a bitch or she's on the rag and, or it's her time of month and we don't take her seriously. So there has been nothing in our early socialization that says, if you're pissed, be pissed. Just be, or, or be sad, whatever you be, it's okay. So we have had people violate, 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 violate. And so if you understand what happened to you, and so look at the messages. Did anybody say what you feel is exactly perfectly correct and I want to hear it? Or did they say, go in your room until you can stop crying, right? Or did they say, you know, I love your perspective. Um, I want to hear more of it. Or did they say, can't you just get along with everybody? Why do you always have to be the one? It's like really little subtle like microaggressions. And I'm not blaming parenting. That's, that's how parenting was all those years ago. But you might have learned that who you are and what you feel isn't right. And you shouldn't have it. And more so, you should not express it. Because who's going to want to be with somebody like this, really? Like in every teaching I do. If I'm with a group where i I say, raise your hand if you have ever been told you're too much. Raise your hand if you've ever been told you're intense. Almost every woman in the room raises her hands. And I'm thinking if it was a gender difference, like if I was in a group of men, I don't think, it, I don't think men have had the same experience, right? So I want to lay the foundation of this is a thing and here's the way out. Okay? Number one, get real about it. Just get real about it. If you hear me a lot, you will know that I always say, if you have awareness, you have choice. Once you become aware of something, you go, oh, I didn't know before. Like Maya Angelo always says, when you know better, you do better, right? So that's the thing. So there's no shame on this. There's no, my gosh, you're really damaged. Because I come from my own being very damaged. I come from my own lots of trauma and have worked to being actually very healthy today. I've got freaking awesome boundaries and I have no problem saying no. I have no problem with my kids, with my friends, with my clients, with my relationships, like not acceptable because I learned the hard way. Actually, I learned to fight for myself because other people weren't fighting for me. And I learned again through pain. Usually (laughs) seems like I chose that in this life. I learned that it's actually way more self-loving to have boundaries and to say no than it is to try to get along to go along right I was in a there was a relationship in my life that I chose to walk away from and it was very 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 difficult. There's a lot of pressure. It um, was a family member, right And what I did is I was able to just ask my inner child like, how does that feel when I'm with that person And it was like, I don't feel safe. That person's not nice to me. So I'm like, all right. Then, If my kid came home and said, I don't feel safe when I have to be around that person, do you think I'd say, but that's your so-and-so? If we're family. We're family. You have to say, oh, hell no. Hell no. So for me, boundaries start with number one, a decision. No, I'm sorry. Number one, awareness, right? Ah, oh, yikes. I'm a little loose. I'm a little like Swiss cheese some days, right? Some days I let too much stuff in. Some days I pour too much stuff out. Some days I don't have definition. Some days I, okay, ask yourself, am I being Swiss cheese? Am I a little porous? Do people get to put too much in or do I put too much out? Awareness number two is decision. Doesn't have to be this way. Oh, there's another way. My clients often will say, what would Trees say? WWTS. Well, Trees would tell me to tell them to go to hell. (laughs) Trees would tell me that I don't have to stay on that committee if it doesn't serve me anymore. Trees would tell me that I could fire that client if they're not paying. Trees would tell me, see what I mean? Like, if you can't do it yourself, bring in somebody else. It could be me or it could be a mentor. It could be a best friend. It could be somebody that's just like, why do you take that? If it were like a beloved or a child, would you allow them to accept what you might be accepting in yourself, right? So aware, you become aware, you decide, and then you just go, what would it be like if it were different? And you might not know. So sometimes there's a concept called modeling. Like who do you know that's got really good boundaries? Who do you know? Check out me because I really, seriously, because it was such a problem. I was a flaming codependent for so many years. So feel free, to just go, what would you do in this case? <laughs> Seriously, I'm happy to I'll give you some free email coaching on this one because this is such an important thing. This is what you need to say. Cause that's literally how when we when we shit change, we need to have what I call a corrective emotional experience. I tell this to my boyfriend, I'm like, this was a corrective emotional experience. And he's like, You're a weirdo. <laughs> but that's what happens, right? Because in relationships, we're generally wounded. We generally have patterns. So the only way to do it is to have a different pattern in relationships. relationship. So for you, if you're always saying yes, and you are giving yourself away, a corrective emotional experience is I'm going to start saying no. And at some point I'm going to say no to the person that goes, okay, I honor that. Right? So number, that's number three. Number four is stay away from the dream stealers and the energy vampires. You know who they are. The leopards don't change stripes. Right? So what I tell my clients is, is You never gauge on, but my family, er, no, 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 no. They're the last ones. Your family are the, you've been in a relationship the longest or the most intimate people. Maybe it's your spouse over 20 years, whatever. If you practice boundaries on them, you have entrenched patterns. You have years and years and years and years and years and years. Maybe you've always been everything for everybody. You never said no. You never put yourself first. The minute you do it, they're not going to just roll over and go, oh, you'd be skippy. We've been waiting for years for you to own your value. <laughs> Said nobody ever, right? So start with new people. Start with you're on the phone and you're getting crappy customer service. You say, this isn't acceptable. I need to talk to somebody else. Who gives a shit? if it's a Who cares? Who cares? It's not anybody that's an intimate person for you. That's where you start, right? So you want to practice your new boundaries, little ones. Just little new steps, little new boundaries with more benign people. This is graduate school. Family of origin and intimate partners, graduate school level boundaries, right? And know you're going to have missteps. That's another part of it. So I don't know where we're at. I think we're at five or six, whatever the numbers are. The next is review the interactions. So you have awareness. You've already decided you're going to go, this is what it would look like. Okay, I'm going to start doing it. Now, sometimes it's going to blow the hell up. Seriously. Because when you move from, it's called, the concept is called an external guardian. Right? So let's say you're in a, in a pattern with somebody where you're always maybe caretaking them or sacrificing yourself. And that's how the dance works, right? Y'all doing this little dance. And one day you just go, wait, hold on. I, I'm not going to do that anymore. You might hear God, I used to like you before, like, like you've changed a lot. Why are you? Why are you being this way? Why can't you be back? I like the old you. Okay. The external guardian is I'm guarding what you used to be for me. I'm guarding how I could play you and manipulate you. I liked you right here. And when you sort of start stepping out, be prepared. When I used to, you know, I was a psychotherapist and I did a lot of couples work. And very, very often, (laughs) shockingly, a woman will come in by herself for for a really long time. And I'd say, here's the deal. Okay, you're growing and you can get this far, this much growth. But if you go this far, it's going to fall apart. Because just this much, you can still stay together and tolerate it. So what you might do is you might just be tempted to keep doing this. So FYI, the more you proceed on your personal journey, the more this is going to be threatened. So, you got to decide at the end of the day do you want a marriage or do you want yourself? Do you want to save a relationship or do you want to save yourself? Because if you try to save a relationship and then you lose everything potentially, if you go for saving yourself, growing yourself, healing yourself, if the relationship ends, you still got you. So, I am a big proponent, and you always work on growing yourself first it only will serve as a relationship. Now, if it's, if it's the wrong relationship or if there's a lot of dysfunction in it, it's gonna be, this is just, I'm just being truthful, guys. I, like, I don't wanna be like, it's all happily ever after and unicorns fly out of my hairs, no, right? When you start asserting yourself, when you start owning your value, when you start speaking your truth, being the woman you are, being the strong person you are, if you have had people in your life that don't resonate with that version of you, like when I started this work, my husband left me. It actually turned out to be for the best because I was a different person. The person I married, he, the person he married all those years before, like 20 years before I was no more alone. And he couldn't, it, we couldn't, couldn't resonate anymore. And so I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm saying very often there will be shifts. Now here's what I do know. New people will come in because now you're vibrating, you're, you're playing at a new level. You are being a woman of value, you're standing there, you're not taking shit, you know what you know, you are powerful. That's super attractive. So, if you are single, if you date from this place, needy girl, or like, I don't know, Will, is it a, oh, good God. <laughs> and again, I've been there. This is no, I mean, I, <laughs> you should hear some of my early dating stories. Anywho, so no judgment because I know it intimately, right? So if you are at this place where you have porous boundaries, you will get people that will exploit you or not respect you. So the work is how can I get to the point? I know what I know, and I own what I know, and what I know is valuable and important, and it is my gift and my right to show it, to serve it, to be it. That's the fiercely brilliant thing, right? So there's relationships and there's business. There business is relationships. And so it's the same thing. I'm, I'm speaking about being in relationships, but when you have boundaries, like for example, um, somebody recently reached out for a session for me and I said, okay, it's this much. And she said, oh, sorry, I, I can't do that. okay. You know, I could have gotten into, oh, I should give it to her for free. Oh, I feel guilty. No, I didn't. I'm like, I have value. You need to pay me. That's it. I give lots of stuff for free. And the more I hold my value, the more I can help women bring their value up. See, if I was back down here feeling guilty for charging and feeling like, do I get to deserve this? Am I all right? Do you like me? I don't help anybody right? So the reason you want to have firm boundaries is because you will attract much better things. You will be a much better version of yourself and you get to do your great work in the world. Okay. I hope you have liked this. Um, I get a little soapboxy when I start talking about, you know, being gaslighted and uh, being talked out of your knowing. It's one of my main platforms is like owning your value. And because I struggled with that my whole life, I was, I was not given a good early start Uh, for that. And so it's been a wound of mine and it is a commitment of mine to help you understand, own your value. And part of that is to have the value that says, I get to have boundaries. Nobody gets to take me, take me out of my knowing. Nobody gets to make me do something I don't want to do. And so I really, really, really encourage you to make a commitment. Like you cannot get to this level without way different boundaries. Seriously, seriously. If you're gonna be a leader, if you're gonna be a, a Grow a bigger, bigger business, gotta have some boundaries, like some really good boundaries, some really clear, firm boundaries. And I don't want you to get torn up trying to do it. So if you need some support, if, you, if I would love to work with you on this one, this is a this is a growing the interview, which is really super juicy for me. And all right, it's been a great episode. as always. if you are interested in telling me what you learned from it, leave some in the comments, um, leave a review, and feel free to reach out at TeresaSkelly.com and big blessings. Bye now. Take care. Hey, this is Teresa. And I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you. We'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.